0: The Golden State Warriors tried to trade for LeBron James. According to Adrian Wojnarowski. 24 hours before the NBA trade deadline, Warriors tried to get the Lakers to trade LeBron James. The owners of each team apparently talked to each other about this, but LeBron was not interested in leaving yeah. the Lakers to join the Warriors, and the Lakers weren't too interested in making that trade. They did ask LeBron's agent about it, Rich Paul, to see what LeBron would think. Uh, but neither one was very uh, willing to do this. It's been kind of fun. it had been kind of fun seeing that. So here, here's what would have been funny about it: the Lakers and Warriors are currently ninth and tenth in the in West. The,
1: in the West, yeah. Like
0: they're not; they're in the last two playing spots. They're not very good, but. LeBron going to the Warriors, the amount of super team comments that would have been made. Sure. Like when Durant went there. Would have been hilarious. Again, even though they're ninth and 10th. Like, even if LeBron goes there, are the Warriors winning the West? Probably not. Probably not. So, I would have enjoyed just the reaction and then ultimately the, oh, they got up to the 6th seed and lost in the first round type of performance. I would have enjoyed watching
1: them play with Curry. Yeah.
0: I mean, they've they have been sort of squaring off the second half of lebron's career steph curry sort of been his number one uh nemesis right. or whatever uh to have them sort of team up would have been a lot of fun to see uh, but lebron not interested in that
2: it would have been interesting to see draymond versus lebron
0: so the story adrian roski reported draymond's the reason this happened he pushed for it he and lebron have the same agent he texted rich paul saying hey do you think this could happen and then went to the Warriors and said try to make this happen and so they called and nothing actually happened but Draymond was the initiator of a potential LeBron James trade
1: I mean does that surprise you with the same agent I guess not no I mean you take your shot why don't you take your shot because a couple weeks earlier a week earlier he had kind of shown a level of dissension and, you know, not uh, not commenting to reporters and stuff like that. So then the insinuation got out there that he would accept a trade or yeah. that he wanted to get traded or whatever. So if you're the Warriors, why not call?
0: Also, according to Adrian Moserowski, the 76ers called the Lakers and asked if LeBron James was available. Rob Palinka of the Lakers responded by asking if Joel Embiid was available. <laughs> 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 and the Sixers called and asked about Kevin Durant with Phoenix. Now, the the Suns I think are in the 5 or the 6 seed in the West and they're not in that top 4 mix, but it's not hard to see the Suns winning playoff series right. with Durant, Beal and Booker. Right. So I don't know why the Suns would even entertain that. Right. I could the Lakers you can maybe understand cuz they're the 9 seed and they're not going to win the title this year and in, in some, you know, There's a reason to be like, all right, we could trade away LeBron, get back some assets, and then try to build for a couple years from now. But for the Suns, they went all in on this year with their big three. Be stupid to trade one of them. What's the point? You gotta
1: see what you can do in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, we haven't even gotten to see it, so I don't even know why Phoenix would or uh, Philly would even call and ask Phoenix about that. But maybe that's why the NBA is more fun because the GMs are more willing to call and ask stupid things. Like how many? Like again, LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Teams called and asked about that. Does that level of player get asked about in the NBA or in I the mean, NFL?
1: Do, do GMs call and say, "Is Josh Allen available?" Right.
0: Like, does that happen? No. Because that happens in the NBA apparently, and we get some of the greatest, the biggest names moved no. because of it. And maybe that's why. Maybe because teams just never even call Buffalo and say, "You guys interested in trading that guy?" Right. So maybe the NBA is fun because GMs are willing to ask stupid questions to other GMs, and in the and NFL, then it gets out. Yeah, in the NFL they're afraid of it because. They don't want to, I don't know, get laughed at when they answer right. Josh Allen. I, uh, what was the
1: question again? I'm sorry. I just got
0: off the street. San Diego State beat Colorado State 71 to 55. Colorado State led 44 to 30 at halftime. At halftime, Colorado State scored 11 points in the second half. Colorado State had a 54 53 lead with nine minutes and 12 seconds left. They scored one point the rest of the game. Nine plus minutes, and Colorado State scored one point. What on earth happened?
1: They were horrible, and San Diego State ratcheted up the defense, and Jaden Ledee went off. He scored 22 in the second half. Yeah. 27 27
0: total. And he was 10 of 14 from the yeah. floor, 7 of 11 on free throws as well. That's an unbelievable turn. I didn't I mean, 11 watch, points is amazing. I didn't even watch the second half. I saw, I saw the score and was like, oh, Colorado State's going to win. He's going to win in, in the a Yeah, I and mean, easily. And then I, I had to, like, triple check when I saw the finals. Like, there's no way. Right. They lost by how many points? And Isaiah Stevens was 11 points of 13. Uh, no assist and five turnovers yeah. for Isaiah Stevens. That's a hell of a defensive performance. One nine minutes. Okay. 11 total. Against, you know, the best individual offensive right. player in the conference. Right. That's kind of unbelievable to pull off that sort of run in the second half of a game. Defensive run for San Diego State. And they got a win. Um, we also saw New Mexico go and win in Reno against 82. Nevada. Uh, got the close win at the end. Nevada had a chance to win it and missed the shot there. Um, I still think. San Diego State and New Mexico are the two best teams in the conference. Uh, I think New Mexico has the highest overall ceiling, but San Diego State's probably the more consistent team. Like you're more likely to get their best game on a night. Well, they play Friday night. Um, which will be quite fun. Yeah. So I think those are the two best. Um, but the difference between those two and sort of the next four or five is not, not It's that not that expensive,
1: big. yeah.
2: okay Silence. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Morgan Riley was suspended five games by the NHL. Riley cross-checked Ridley Gregg in the head after Gregg scored on an empty net with a slap shot a few games ago. So Riley ends up getting a five-game suspension.
1: Danny, who said five yesterday? That was you. Five games.
0: Should have been the rest of the season. (laughs) Should have been out for the season. That's what I would have done. Um, So five games is the suspension. Uh, I believe I believe Morgan Riley's first game back is against the Golden Knights. Really? They play later this month, and I believe Morgan Riley's first game will be against the Golden Knights. So you're winning by one. Somebody better take a slap shot at that empty net. <laughs> I'm just Larson saying. Sure you better, a slap better shot. take one, Jonathan. That's going to be incredibly fun if you did. Did you see the Blues last night? They played the Maple Leafs. The Blues Twitter account tweeted out, the Maple Leafs have an empty net. That's usually not a good thing. <laughs>
2: those are great that's that's another great question
0: Connor mcdavid had six assists last night edmonton beat detroit eight to four um you want to know what i did i saw this six assists and i was like all right how many of these were secondary Secondary. assists because hockey you get secondary assists so i went back and was watching the goals and i was going to come on here and be like ah three of them were secondary assists this guy yeah whatever some of his assists were unbelievable last night. <laughs> I can't even discredit anything. The guy made so many incredible passes to guys that ended up just skating or standing in front of the net and just had to tap it in. Right. Like, he shot the puck off two different guy's sticks into the net. The guy's unbelievable and had six assists. With the Edmonton win, they actually now have a better points percentage than Vegas, 6-4-3 to 6-4-2. Very close. Vegas still has five more points, but they've played four more Four more, more games. games. So whatever. Eventually Edmonton's gonna have to play some damn games here. Right. And catch up. Um, because they've played four less. But Vancouver, they're close to running away they're with this. Kind of running away with this they got, ten points they're Ten points clear. Now they've played one more game than Vegas, but it's ten, ten points. Ten points is a lot. Yes. Like we've been kinda waiting on this team to fall off. Even if they fall off for a couple of weeks, they'll still probably be in first right. place. So Ten points at this point, not insurmountable by any means, but that is quite a big gap in Vegas or Edmonton is going to have to go on a pretty crazy run to catch They're them. They're going to to ed- win 16 yeah, straight. Yeah, Edmonton already did their 16 straight. <laughs> I doubt they do that again, uh, but they might need something like that to catch up because of how big that lead has gotten for Vancouver.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty detailed question. Uh...
0: College football will likely have in-helmet communication right now. The NFL uses it. The coaches can talk to the quarterbacks through their helmets to call in plays. Also can talk to a defensive captain. Uh, college football has not allowed that. Teams are still using hand signals or those giant signs to relay in plays. But during some of the bowl games, they tested out some of this in-helmet communication. And according to The Athletic, the NCAA Rules Committee meets at the end of February and could come out meeting with proposals to allow the use of both pieces of technology so the teams would be catch able catch up use with the this. times. Yeah, it's, let them do it. I don't I, know why they wouldn't let them do it before. Some of it, the NFL actually started. I didn't realize this started in 1994. Is when the NFL started doing it. I didn't realize it's been that's around a that long, long time ago. Yeah. So some of it has been college-wise. Some of it has been cost-related reasons, and not all the schools would be able to do it. Uh, some of it has been like concerns about how uh, how well it is right, how good, how well it would work, especially right. if you have so many different schools maybe having to do it on their own and oh it doesn't work and all that stuff but let's streamline it let's get this in here yes we, we don't need to see the stupid signs on the sideline and the the backup quarterbacks wearing the different colored uh little vest and signaling and stuff so that the pl- quarterback knows the play just talking to their
1: ears this They'll be is fine uh, this is gonna make it hard for michigan to cheat oh con-
0: bring connor stallions back Put him on a headset? He broke a rule that doesn't exist anymore, so bring That's him back. There's, <laughs> if they get in hell with communication, what's he going to steal? <laughs> He's perfectly fine to bring back as a coach. You sense any give up in the locker room? Hell no. kind of questions I that, Phil? All right, Danny, I need you to help me out on this one. Wizards, Capitals, Mystics. Yep. Might not be moving out of D.C. now? Correct. Apparently, so a senator who's the uh, leader of like the Democratic Party in the Virginia legislature, she said on Monday – that this is dead. The proposal to move those three teams into Alexandria, Virginia, where they were going to build a new arena, is apparently not going to happen. Um, the public funding on this has basically, they were going to repay off some bonds through some taxes. Also, some fees that th- would technically be the team, like naming rights and stuff, would go to that as well. Um, but a big chunk of it, about a third of $1.5 if like there weren't enough taxes or not enough fees and all that would be like the count or the city or the state would have to pay for it in case there was an issue and that's why they've got to get legislation passed and everything and according to one of the democratic leaders in virginia this is not happening is that i mean it's completely dead like they just Uh, can't do it
2: it's not a hundred percent dead but it's like 95 percent Uh, One of the articles I was reading was uh, Ted Leonsis didn't, um, he didn't necessarily bring enough information to the table when they originally uh, made this announcement, was it six weeks ago or two months ago, whatever it was, Uh, he didn't bring enough to the government to fully inform them of the entire situation. And also they have a lease at their current uh, arena that goes through 2047. That's a long time <laughs> but uh, I was it's also reading <laughs> I was also reading in the article they can get out of it I think around 2030 as long as they pay off whatever they owe.
0: So you're telling me that a sports team owner went to a state legislation and tried to get public money. But that state legislation said you don't have enough information for us, so we're not voting on this.
2: If if what I read in the article is correct, I believe so. So yes. you're
0: telling me state legislators are allowed to say no to sports team owners when they ask for public money? Well, not around, here, not around here. What are we doing? We're, I, I said, we're such idiots. We're the biggest morons on the planet.
2: Well, this is also involving. Uh uh, the the entire area of DC does not want any of their teams to leave.
0: Nobody wants the A's no. here. Well, Did different. Ted Leonsis consider giving them a thousand dollars each? Did he donate a thousand dollars? Oh man, he blew it. Sub ten. Sub ten. Yeah, well, yeah, like four of them got ten thousand. But
2: Ted Leonsis is also putting up four hundred million of his own money.
0: Well, supposedly John Fisher's gotta put up a billion dollars of his own money, but he doesn't have it, so he's gotta go find other people to give it to him. But I'm listen, I'm just impressed the state legislator was able to say, "Wait a minute, there's not enough information here. We can't do this." Meanwhile, yeah, so. our morons are like, "Yeah. How much do they want? Sure. Do they have a ballpark plan? No. Do they have a site? Yeah, maybe. Who cares? Give it to them."
2: Yeah, so it's like I said, it's probably 95% dead, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, they
0: can come here. We'll take them. We'll get we'll give them. Uh, we'll probably give them a billion. It's three teams. We'll probably give them a billion dollars. Say, gee, what a great deal. We get three teams out of it. Bring the basketball team here. Coming up next, we'll get into the Las Vegas A's. We actually have some good news from the Las Vegas A's. The future Las Vegas A's, current Oakland A's, uh, have uh, something special. The A's will have Jenny Kavnar as their play-by-play broadcaster for the upcoming season. NBC Sports California announced that. That's the RSN. She will be the first primary female play-by-play broadcaster in major league baseball now she has called games before she was the backup play-by-play broadcaster of the rockies for the last few years which by the way poor jenny rockies to a's that's a lot of losing <laughs> it's a lot of lost games there uh but jenny kavnar uh will be the play-by-play voice of the athletics for the upcoming season Has done mountain west games yeah. yes uh yeah i think right, she's actually done really a couple good. this year yes. as yes. well um so if you've watched some mountain yes, west she's really good uh, if you've watched the for CBS her. Sports Network, you've, you'll have you have seen Jenny. Good for Jenny. Before, uh, but she is who the A's will have as their new play-by-play broadcaster.
2: One thing I was quite surprised with this whole situation, the A's official account and their PR account on Twitter, neither of them mentioned this.
0: Do they have somebody employed in those positions?
2: <laughs> See, that's also <laughs> a good question because their last tweet was like beginning of January. Right.
0: Like they just might not have somebody there.
2: But, like, that's a huge announcement, and you're yeah. not going to yeah. send out a tweet yeah. congratulating or welcoming her? Yeah,
0: because everything was from the NBC Sports Bay Area. Right. Yeah. Because they're right. the ones who announced it. And technically speaking, like, they're the ones that hired her. Yes. Right? Not the A's, because right. that's the RSN right. that produces it and everything. I actually don't know how their relationship works. With the team. Right. Because, like, our, all every RSN is different. Uh, like, the Dodgers... And the Yankees, like, own their RSNs, Mm -hmm. right? So every RSN is sort of a different situation. So that might just be a completely third-party. The the A's might not have even had necessarily a say in it type situation. Because if you've – by the way, if you watched any A's games this year, the people who work on NBC Sports Bay Area, they have not been shy about criticizing the A's possibly moving to Vegas. Brody Brazil is somebody that does, uh, like, the the studio stuff pregame and postgame. And he has not been shy about complaining, ripping the A's for potentially moving, moving out to of Vegas. Oakland and moving to Vegas. Uh, Dallas Braden is the color analyst. He has not been as outspoken as Brody Brazil, but he certainly has said things that he's made it known. It's not something he's happy about. Right. So that's definitely sort of a – there's some separation there between team and uh, RSN, which doesn't always happen depending on how the setup is. Uh, so – Dallas Braden, by the way, he's one of my favorite color analysts in baseball.
2: I've been trying to get him on.
0: Oh, he's great. I love I love, uh, listen to the A's game, watching the A's games because of him. Too bad the team's not any good, but he's fun to talk to. Um, also, news from the San Francisco Chronicle, the A's are scheduled to meet with city and county officials, city of Oakland, county of Alameda, uh, this week to discuss an extension of their lease at the Coliseum in Oakland. Uh, currently, the A's, their lease runs through this season, the 2024 season at the Coliseum, but their ballpark in Vegas won't be ready until 2028. Well, maybe, maybe. At, at the earliest, which means 25, 26, 27, they currently don't have a home. A home. They don't have right. anywhere that they know they are playing, but now they are talking about a lease extension. We've talked about this. The A's have looked at other cities, Sacramento, Salt Lake wants anything they can get where the A's would be playing at minor league ballparks. Um, Uh, But they're at least going to go talk again about a lease extension of the Coliseum. This makes the most
1: sense, right? Yeah. I I think this is a lot better than trying to go to Salt Lake or Sacramento, even though Salt Lake would, welcome, Salt Lake's got that new AAA ballpark opening. Supposedly. Supposedly. this makes more sense. Yeah. Just stay where you're at. Stay where you're at. I know it's going to be bad. I know the crowds are going to be horrible. You're used to it. Have a lot more protests with the fake John Fishers running around. The protests will probably die off some. It's Th- true. Three years. Well, four years is a long time.
0: Yeah. It'll Ultimately, it'll be four and a half years because technically half of last season. If they stay in Oakland, it'll be four and a half years of when they basically said we're moving to Vegas. Right of playing in Oakland. It's a very long time. The protest will die off. Hell, they probably have a good season in there. They tend to come back and have good yes. seasons after every three or four years, so they might even have a good playoff run at some point. The part that I am very interested to see is what does the city of Oakland ask well, from the A's? They're not happy with them. We know that. The According to the San Francisco Chronicle, the A's rent is $1.2 million.
1: They'll ask for a lot more
0: than that. Do they ask for five? I mean, you can ask for whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. The A's are not in a position They're of not power. Really a great position. Um, so obviously the money and the rent is one thing. The other part is we've heard the mayor of Oakland already say that she wants the name, the nickname A's, and the colors, the whole right. brand, to stay in Oakland. So that presumably if Oakland gets a baseball team in the future,
1: they're, they the are, Oakland A's. they're the Oakland
0: A's. They just reassume that branding.
1: Is there any way they could get that? I don't think so. I think the Las Vegas A's, the Las Vegas A's is what Cobble has said. Now, you mean negotiate? Right, I'm saying they sit down
0: and the A's and, so it's and the still city, 1.2, but we get the. We the, get the city of Oakland says may, the may. only way you're playing at the Coliseum in 25, 6, and 7 is if you leave the
1: name Athletics behind. I don't think
2: so. I
1: think they keep it.
2: Can they leave the color scheme behind? <laughs> Can we get something other the than green The color scheme is yellow? better than the nickname. Uh, We've had this argument They're a package deal. They we both stay in Oakland. Well, yes, that's what
0: they'll ultimately do. But that's what I'm curious. And the other thing, and I don't believe the mayor has actually said this, but it's been reported before about potentially happening. Can Oakland get Major League Baseball... To guarantee them an expansion franchise when Major League Baseball expands again,
1: guarantee them. Yeah, basically I mean, do what the NFL did
0: with the Cleveland Browns when they left to the Baltimore, and then the Browns' names. I mean, behind. what's the facility going to be? Because they're not going to go to the Coliseum. Yeah, well, yeah. When you ex- well, Major League Baseball is not going to award an expansion team unless there's a new ballpark. Right. Unless there's a new ballpark for any city, not right. just Oakland. Any city, if Major League Baseball is giving you a team, you're they're, you're you're going to have to. You're build building a, new, a ballpark. Yeah. So that would be the case no matter where they go. But those are the two non, uh, like non-money, non-rent things that I'd be curious. Does Oakland push for that? And is Oakland able to well, get either I mean, of those they things? They can push for it. Right. And if the A's, because the players' union doesn't like the whole idea of playing in Salt Lake or Sacramento at AAA facilities, if the A's are backed into a corner where it's like, hey, you you got to figure out how to make it work in Oakland because you're not playing at a AAA ballpark in Sacramento – that might be what they have to give up to do so. Um, oh, and there was one other thing on this, the local TV deal with NBC Sports Bay Area. The A's get about $67 million from that TV deal every year. If they move to Sacramento or Salt Lake, they don't get that money anymore. They'd have to renegotiate with their RSN. Well, then... They can give five million to play there. Right. So they might this might simply be, hey, we're getting sixty seven million from NBC Sports Bay Area, so we're gonna stick around to keep
1: that. And pay what the city wants to play there. Pay whatever the rent is and leave the name behind. I mean, since they're coming to a new town, you might be right in that then they make the switch like, okay, we'll be new with everything. I would be fine with
0: that. Yeah. That yeah. I think most people here.
1: I think that would actually be a better thing.
0: For most people in Vegas, like the Knights, I think most people would like it a little bit new. more if the name is. completely I mean, the Knights new. were a new team, but yeah.
1: it was just it was new to the city, right? New, new gear, everything. Yeah,
0: conceivably the ownership would be what you'd really want to change, but if you change the name entirely, I think most people in Vegas would would like that right. better. Uh, the name could end up being terrible. You could end up with a name where everybody's like, ah, it's like that's just gross. Nobody likes that. But I think most people here would it be more positive than negative here. If they changed the name, if they were the Las Vegas, whatever their nickname ended up being instead of the A's, I think people would appreciate that a little bit more. All right. Coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the show. He once flew across the country to attend a parade. He thinks cake is better than pie. Yahoo Sports' Jason Fitz joins the press box to air his grievances about the Raiders.
3: Hello, Jason. How was hey, the butt cake last week? Oh man, the bunt cake last week was so. You know how many people were judging me on Media Row as I was sitting there devouring a bunt cake? And I had one person walk up to me and they're like, uh, it's 7.30 in the morning or whatever, and you're eating a Bundt cake? And I'm like, damn right I am. Let's go. Like, it made my whole morning better. Oh, Like, we need to get nothing Bundt cake to start sponsoring this segment just so, you know, hey, you guys can make, you know, glorious amounts of money as the station, and I can just try and get some free Bundt cakes. Let's go.
2: I know that people all contact us. You
0: please do, Danny. We would love cake to sponsor, any sort of cakes to sponsor Jason Fitz's appearance on this show. I mean... Uh, it feels like a natural fit. I'm glad I could bribe you, Jason. Uh, I'm glad Perfect. I could bribe you with some cake. Uh, you, uh, We had this conversation a lot about the Golden Knights and their parade. Um, as a Raiders fan, I imagine you would not want to attend the Chiefs parade. What would it take for you to attend the parade of one of your team's biggest rivals? Uh,
3: yeah. Um, okay. So I would love to say I would never. Uh, let's just, um, I five grand. Five grand. Like, five grand feels <laughs> like the right amount of money. Like, a lot of there's cake. a line in the sand for all of us. I'm pretty cheap. So, five grand, you know, like, but that's five grand after expenses. Like, like it, that's including the hotel and the flight and all that. You get me out there, five grand, I'd sit through the Chiefs parade for five grand. I feel like that's a fair amount of money, you know. But I don't, like, I also just love the idea of some Raiders fans standing in the parade doom watching it, like the players that lose the Super Bowl watch the competitive <laughs> fall, like, so that we all can feel it more next year, like. But at the end of the day, guys, like just being real for a second, why would the Chiefs not continue to do this? So, like, there's part of it that we might as well as a nation, you know, as like, like Raider Nation uh, fan, we might as well just embrace the fact that we're sitting in the middle of an era that I think. I mean, there's no reason to think if this team won the Super Bowl with, by the way, a bad offensive line, no number one wide receiver, uh, and a quarterback that had the highest cap number of any quarterback in the NFL, uh, I, I, if this if this version won it. We're all doomed for the next five, six years. So <laughs> might as well just get used to it.
0: So from a Raiders perspective, w- what's the hope? Like if Mahomes is here, y- y- can you win the division if he doesn't like have a season-long injury? Like what what's the hope for a decade for this team?
3: Uh, to be in the hunt for the playoffs and just hope that weird things happen, right? Like look at the, the Chiefs in the playoffs and – you know, great teams get good breaks. That's just you know, that's part of the luck of the draw. But t- certainly, it takes it. The Patriots were the same way; they kept winning close Super Bowls. We all know that, right? So, I think your hope is that you can consistently be a playoff team, and that you can be the one that gets them on a day when maybe that fumble hits one of their guys' heels instead of one of the other teams'. Well, that's not to say it's luck; it's just that you know things got to bounce your way to win a Super Bowl. And I think that's that's fair to say. So, if you're the hope of the Raiders, is to come out and say, "Hey." Let's consistently be a double-digit win team, and if we're a consistent double-digit win, you win ten games a year, you're in the playoff hunt. You at least have a shot, you know. Like I'd rather I'd rather be right now the Bills than I would be, you know, the Titans. I'd rather be uh, even the Texans on the on the climb right now than I would be one of the worst teams in, in you know football. So, like, I just think that at some point you just got to say the hope is that you can get near. The playoffs, if you're in the playoffs every year, if you're in the dance, you got a chance.
1: Does Kyle Shanahan deserve the grief he's getting?
3: No. And, And, you know, here's the funny thing. Before I ever heard his explanation, I tweeted out that it made total sense to me. And people keep saying you can't play for the third possession. Like, hell, you can't. I mean, look at the other side of all of this. Your defense gave up one touchdown in that football game, and it was on a short field. Yes, they were gassed at the end. So what did you do? You put together an eight-minute drive to give your defense some stamina, and all they have to do is hold Mahomes to a field goal. That's it. Hold him to a field goal, and all of a sudden we're in sudden death. And here's the one thing I don't want: They're like shoes on the other foot. I don't want a situation where I got to take on Patrick Mahomes in sudden death. Like that's worst-case scenario because one play, one play break and broken by Mahomes gets them a field goal, gets them a win. So you know, I think you could question whether or not. Maybe the 49ers should have gone for it uh, late. You know, you can question some of the play calling uh, throughout the course of that. Did they use McCaffrey enough? Fine. But I still stand. Like, if I had that whole moment to do over again, I wouldn't change it. I'd still take the ball first. And I know people keep telling me that makes me and Kyle Shanahan an idiot. But, like, the overtime rules to me are broken. At some point it becomes, uh, no matter what happens, at some point there is the potential that it becomes sudden death. And if it's sudden death, I'm not giving it to Mahomes first.
0: Yeah, I know Seth Walder of ESPN tweeted out that he talked to somebody who works on an analytics staff for an NFL team who basically said that it's pretty 50-50 and anybody that thinks one way was 100% the right decision doesn't really know what they're talking about.
3: Well, that makes me feel a little bit better because certainly (laughs) those guys are smart. Also, I don't care that the players didn't know about it as long as the coaches did, right? Like, I I guess you could say, well, the Chiefs have been preparing for this and You know, I've even heard people say, yeah, but the Chiefs were going to go for two. Uh, Okay, how would Kyle Shanahan have known that? The Chiefs didn't go for two all year. So, like, why would you presume in that moment that they would suddenly, Super Bowl's on the line, you go willy-nilly with the aggressiveness, go for two instead of trying to to see if you can stay on? Like, I don't know. I think that that would have been questioned, too. So, not necessarily when he got Mahomes, but, I mean, you can't bank on that. So, if I'm the 49ers, I take the ball first, and I hope to God that I can rest my defense and I can get points, and you know I know the turnover could have ruined it too. But as I told somebody on X, that was coming at me about that, like if you have the second possession turnover ends it. Like if if they score and you have a turnover, it's over. If you turn it over on the first possession, you at least got a shot of can I get a sack? Is there a weird holding penalty? Do they miss a field goal? Like how, is there so much you could still stay in the game possession if you turn over on the first possession? You can't if they score and you turn over on the second.
0: Uh, we have talked to you a lot about halftime shows. We've also talked to you a lot about the uh, sound problem inside Allegiant Stadium. How did you think Usher sounded?
3: Um, so, Allegiant Stadium is built so poorly for sound. I don't think that there's any chance that it's going to sound good. The only way any singer is going to sound good in the stadium is if it's pre-recorded. Just being honest, like because I mean, think about even at Media Night, I told somebody uh, one of my buddies uh, on Fox Sports Radio. I told him, I was like, think about this. We can't understand what the host at yeah. media night is saying, just talking. So if you can't understand what the hosts are saying, how are you going to understand somebody saying it? Right? Like it just wasn't built for that overall. I, you know, and I know nobody likes to critique these things. I thought it was a meh halftime show. No, just this, in this general, is why we have you on. This I don't is like exactly that. I don't like ballads. On. I don't like ballads in my halftime show. And I, I don't need like seven seconds of this one song that leads to another ballad. That's just like, I don't know. I found myself looking at my phone halfway through the, the thing. So, Like, for me, it was a forgettable halftime show. It's it's not going to make anybody's top ten list. It was just like, it was what it was. Uh, But it it wasn't bad. It just wasn't great.
1: Did you ever play while uh, skating around?
3: (laughs) No. No, I never played while skating around. But in fairness, the toughest fiddle solo I ever played, once we, we did it on the ACM Awards in Vegas, and we all came up to a straight line. This was choreographed by Beyonce's. Uh, choreography team. They choreographed this whole moment where we all walk into a straight line and we jumped up and down while we played the solo on a song called Todd. Toughest fiddle solo I've ever played. And we we had to do it in front of, I think it was 15 million people watched that award show and it went fine. It went fine. And so that night when we were, we finished the award show, uh, the lead singer was like, we need to do that every night. From now on, we're doing it that way every night. And I'm like, this is impossible. So some nights I would Watch the video back of, of us like every show. I watch it back and I'm like, ah, I was jumping up and down. What do you expect? And then some nights I'd be like, ah, I was jumping up and down. Like, such a crapshoot. Like, the thought of being on skates while I was doing it, that's, that's next level. <laughs>
0: uh, also, wanted to ask you on the Raiders because we got this report uh, right before the Super Bowl from me and Rappaport of Aaron Rodgers trying to recruit Devontae Adams. Is there anything you would trade Devontae Adams for?
3: Uh, I mean,. Probably not. Uh, so the hard part about it is, I believe the Raiders are going to aggressively try to get a rookie quarterback. And if you have a rookie quarterback, and you ask that rookie quarterback to throw the ball to Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers, uh, you know, and Michael Mayer, who I think is going to turn out to be a great player, and hopefully hand the ball off to a star running back, I, I think that's a pretty great situation for a young wide, uh, young quarterback to come into. Uh, that being said, every expert I've asked has told me because of age and contract the best-case scenario for an offer for Devonte would at best be a mid-second rounder. So my question is, why would you give up one of the best wide receivers in the game for a middle-of-the-second-round pick? You tell me somebody's offering a top-ten pick in the draft. Sure, I think it'd be stupid not to listen to it, but the Jets aren't doing that. So if the Jets are offering up a second-round or a third-round pick, do you really, like, by the time that player might, may or may not be good, like, that player ain't going to be Devonte. So, no, I would keep Devontae unless they were offering... The top, their first pick in the first round, which they're not. All
0: right, Jason, we're going to have Danny work on this nothing bunt cakes uh, sponsorship, and I, I hope we get this done. It'll be it'll be good if we can eat cake every Wednesday at eight thirty with you.
3: I, by the way, I would I will actually eat cake on camp. During, like I'll post me <laughs> eating the cake during the interview. By the way, if anyone didn't see it, I watched the entire hour last night. I would implore people to go watch the Pivot, my buddy Ryan Clark's show that everybody knows is spectacular. Antonio Pierce did an hour long sit down. I thought it was a pretty incredible insight into who he is as a human. So I would tell Raiders fans, go watch that. It's worth it.
1: Was that uh, when he was talking about his mom?
3: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the mom is a small clip of it. Right. It was emotional, and uh, I ended up watching the whole thing because of it. And let me tell you, like I feel like I walked away from that a better understanding of Antonio Pierce, but also a better understanding of why this locker room loves him. Like, it just, it, whatever. I, I can't tell you if he's going to be a great coach. I can tell you he's got it. Whatever it is people gravitate towards that. You can see why in that interview. Can he play quarterback for the Raiders next year? Uh, no, but he made it pretty clear in that interview that every, I think his line was very Ted DiDiotti million dollar man. Everybody's got a price. I, I walked away from it saying that the Raiders are ready to offer the farm to move up. I don't know if everybody really has a price, but the, mo- the more we get into this, the more I think I'm wrong as much as I don't think the Patriots going to move out of three. I walked away from media row. Enough people told me that three is out there that, I just wonder if the Raiders are going to be very aggressive and offer a king's ransom to try and move up to three.
0: Maybe try uh, some butt cake. That might get the Patriots to move off of three. He is Jason Fitz from Yahoo Sports. Jason, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Appreciate you, boys.
0: Uh, So there is Jason Fitz. Uh, I I hope the Raiders trade up into the top three because simply for the content's sake, having a highly drafted quarterback makes this show so much easier to do. It's so much easier to do. Um, but even if they don't, I hope we get reports of the Raiders are trying or the Raiders tried. and like To get up there and yeah. get someone like Jaden Daniels. And what they offered. Because I'd love to know what teams would actually have to offer to get into the top three. Right. and And what, what is the Patriots' price? Because everybody does have a price. Yes. Raiders walked in and said, we got our next seven first-rounders. Well, you have to take yes, that. Yes, exactly. Right? You'd be stupid not to. Even if Jaden Daniels is a star – seven first round picks right. is unbelievable so yeah i wonder what those that price would actually be and what teams are willing to offer
2: i mean it's it's got to include one of the top two players on the raiders right it can't just be draft picks it's got to be a player I who mean, is established and can make them better right away
0: there's one of those guys on the roster
2: well i was thinking adams and crosby
0: yeah but nobody wants adams
2: the jets do
0: well Aaron Rodgers Rodgers does does. they don't have a top three pick though but like there's only one player on this team that has first round value in a trade and it's Max Crosby right Right. and so I I agree with. we talked about before I if it was in a package I would trade Max Crosby to get into the top three because we've seen Max Crosby's been awesome and the Raiders have one playoff appearance right Right? so like I would trade him if it got me into the top three um but that's the only player on the roster that any I mean people might want to throw in they're like oh malcolm coons looked good but that's going to be the same equivalent as like a third or a fourth round pick to a team so
2: do raiders go into trade talks and start it off by saying okay adams and crosby are off the table go what's your well i
1: mean pierce does that might that might be a very very short conversation pierce
0: does for sure uh telesco might be more willing to move one of them but we'll see i mean i don't know we'll see what they'd actually do but I'd love to know how many first or if they would the Raiders consider trading Crosby like yeah if we get a report that yeah the Raiders uh, asked about a trade and we're willing to move Max Crosby right be fun to know that or the Raiders were absolutely not willing to they were they could have moved up to three but the Patriots wanted Crosby and the Raiders said no right we love Crosby he played with a knee infection. And he brought the cigars, and he was very angry when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. He has to stay. <laughs> He's very
2: angry. Yes. We're okay with mediocrity. That's We're right. not trading him. Coming up next, we'll get into the NBA. Little guy tries to post up, tries to back me down, shoots a nasty hook shot for his sixth point of the game, which is his last point of the game, decides to do an overtly too small celebration. Slapping the floor, the whole thing. And quite frankly, you're just not good enough to do things like that. And then he starts to question my character. What a coward. You go questioning character about a basketball game that you just lost, that you got destroyed, and the only thing you should talk about is how you got punished. What an embarrassment.
1: You're listening to the Press Box on 100.9 FM and 1100 AM.
0: So the Knicks are officially protesting their loss to the Houston Rockets if you miss this in a tie game final second uh, the refs called a foul on Jalen Brunson that led to the game winning free throws after the game Ed Malloy who was the head ref in that game said that the foul call was incorrect that the contact was marginal and incidental and should not have been called a foul so the Knicks are protesting uh filed an official protest with the NBA if successful the Knicks and Rockets would play an overtime period to determine the winner of that game because it was a tie game. Right. But these two are not scheduled to play again this year, so the NBA would have to add a game on the the fly, but it wouldn't even be a full game. It would be a five-minute overtime period. this is
1: not happening. Are you sure? Yes, this is not happening. Uh, No. I think it should. No way. I'm not saying it shouldn't. I think it will. I'm going to predict that it will. That they will play five minutes.
0: They will win the protest and that they will schedule these two to play an overtime
1: period. I'm saying no. I'm saying there's no way they do this for five minutes. I think you have they to if in the NBA. Like, well, because Ed Malloy said we missed the. Because the call? referee came out immediately afterwards and said come we got to say we missed calls all the time.
2: I think they only do it if uh, at the end of the regular season it would play a factor if the other team won.
0: You got to do it before then.
2: But what if there's. What if one team is in the playoff or in the. Um, the play-in tournament and the other team is either out of the playoffs or solidified in the playoffs by multiple games, it wouldn't matter.
0: Yeah, but you got to do it before then because where are the Houston Rockets going to be? Not in the playoffs. Right. You're telling me you're going to tell the Rockets you got to go play five minutes against the Knicks one day after the season ends? The Rockets might sign me to a 10-day contract. I don't think they're going to do it. Game.
1: I don't think they're going to do it, but... What if a win got the Knicks a right? Better seed? That's
0: they. They. That's why they have to do it. They have to do this, and, do and they have to do it before the final uh, day of the regular season. They missed a call. The referees came out on the basically on the spot and said, "We missed this call that should not have been called." They should have to. They should have to replay. Not replay, but they should have to play overtime from to dis- ter- determine the winner of this game.
1: I just don't think they will. They should. Could you
2: imagine they do that and the things. Rockets still win? It would be hilarious. Do you know how funny it would be if they made them do this? It would be a waste of everyone's no, time. No, that,
0: that, that's the funniest possible outcome. That's the best thing that could happen is they do this and the Rockets win the five-minute overtime. And it's like, what the hell was this for? It would be phenomenal. That plus a bad call against the Knicks ruining the end of the game. They, see, normally the problem with, like, protest or complaining about a certain call is that it happened with 45 seconds left. It happened with four minutes left. And how the rest of the game would play out would be completely different. This one's simple. There should not have been a foul called. It was a missed shot. Time expired. This one's easy. There is no, okay, well, if that happened, then six other things might have happened. This is simple. This is the final play of the game. The refs got it wrong. They don't get it wrong. They go to overtime. This one is easy. They should have to play five minutes of overtime. It's not gonna happen. Send them to Houston <laughs> and make them play five minutes of overtime. Make that, that should happen. One hundred percent, the NBA should make this happen. And if I'm the Knicks, I'm more than happy to hop on a plane, fly to Houston, play five minutes, and come back. Fly in the same day. We're not even staying at a hotel in Houston. We're gonna do it. At, we're we're gonna do it at like one o'clock on a Tuesday. We both got a Tuesday off. Yep, we're flying in. We don't even have to schedule it. Just as soon as the plane lands. <laughs> Get the bus. Get the fans. Fans don't need to show up for this. Houston fans aren't showing up to watch them play five minutes against the Knicks.